Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome to the podcast. We're yelling at Steve already, <laughs> before like we always. even started. Didn't even get going. Um, Steve is going to start this podcast out with a veteran shout-out, because we support our vets, and if you don't like our podcast, you're anti-American commie, and go to hell. All right, Steve, you got the veteran shout-out this week? I, I do. Thank you for that. <laughs> Dude, the vet, vet shout-out this week is for my uh, my good buddy Brad Han. I, I work with the guy. He, is, uh, he was either Air Force or Navy. It's a joke. He knows exactly what it was. But uh, I want to give a shout-out to Brad. He's, uh, he's always supported me throughout all my stupid-ass adventures, and he even got me the job that I got now. So, Brad, here's your shout-out. Thank you for your service to this country, brother. I love you to death, um, but you can go fuck yourself. I love you. <laughs> yeah, all right. Steve well, thanks, Brad, for your service. This, so, this yeah. podcast, as always, is presented by HHA Sports. Use code WCB15. I'm bad at remembering codes because we, we're getting so many. Um, also brought to you by Scent Crusher. Uh, North American Whitetail Championship code WCB25. Save yourself some money. Thermoseat Victory Archery. Elman Outdoors. Can Cooker Elite Archery. I'm Dude, I'm ready to put that baby to work. The Ritual 35. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Lone Wolf Custom Gear, um, code WCB on the store. Um, Big Time, Hunter's Blend Coffee, and Gator Outdoors. So thank you to our sponsors for making this possible. And they really do help, whether you think so or not. It allows us to do this on a day-to-day basis, getting everyone. And it's a weekly show, but it is a day-to-day basis. It's a business. And to get all of us in the studio every week is yeah. not always the easiest thing to do, especially when Doug and Eric live 45 minutes away. And mm-hmm. it's a it's a challenge, but we make it happen. We do it. Um, so, yeah, and we appreciate you guys, all the support, um, everything that you guys do for us. And people ask, hey, I wanna, if you want to support us, the best way to do it is buy a hat or a T-shirt or a sticker or a koozie or something like that from our store. Um, that's really the best way. Um, we might start a Patreon next year. There's, uh, We don't know for sure. We, we have a store, so... If you want to support us, do that. Um, I'm trying to think of some other news before we just hop into this episode. 
We have the new episode on Carbon TV with Aaron Lewis and On the Road Outdoors. We that just launched today on Carbon TV, which is I don't know what today is the tenth. Yeah, um, tenth yes. of September. 10th. So that's a brand new episode. We recorded that at ATA show. Are we forgetting something? I feel like there's something else we should talk about. Oh, I know something else we should talk about. Look for the DeQuisto series podcast launching Ooh. on our platform. Ooh. Um, oh, we don't, we don't have oh, a for shit. sure launch date yet. It's going to be a podcast that airs twice that a month. Um, so it won't be won't be weekly for a while. It's just twice a month. We think the first episode is going to launch right around September 28th. And then we might launch another one the following week, and then it'll fire off into twice a month. But with Cody and Andre DeQuisto on the podcast, that's going to be pretty mm-hmm. cool. So it's their own series. I'm a host on that series, but I'm more just like the facilitator of the content, and I listen to what they tell me and take notes. Right on. Well, funny enough, if you're going to listen to that on the 28th and you got an hour driving, you're going to come see me do stand-up. I'm in the uh, finals for the uh, uh, local comedy competition around here. I made it to the finals. Shameless plug. I don't care. You guys better show up. Show up. I'm None not, of you guys were there. I'm and I was, and, I, and I, I, murdered. I murdered. You did get first, huh? No. This is, I moved on to the finals. I thought you got first. Well, though. the overall score I did, but it's not. It doesn't if you mean it. first, you're last. So you're undefeated right now. Yeah. I mean, you hey, know, there's, don't let that dude who drinks blended Bloody Marys win this time. <laughs> dude, I, I, is he going to be there? I don't know. I didn't see his name. I don't. I can't remember his name though, so I didn't remember. <laughs> I saw it. I can't remember. Last year nice. we went to this comedy show, and this guy he drank the biggest blended Bloody Mary as you could ever drink, oh, yeah. and he used that to win the show. And I, I, I personally didn't find him too funny, um, because that's not my style. So I thought Steve was like, you know, I want like the drunk hillbilly to win. You know, it's like the Larry Cable, Larry the Cable Guy effect. You know, dude. Funny story about this when I uh, before you go. The, do all that praise right before my set i was walking up and i've been drinking wine least recently so all they had was wine in a glass coats, coats the stomach you know and yeah coats the stomach and i spilled wine all over myself so i got a picture with this <laughs> giant wine stain you sent us that. and that was the biggest pop of the night me like just moving on from my wine and everybody was like don't you ever use props again you're a prop comic now it was hilarious but it, it, it is what it is man i was a drunken mess and yeah Worked out for you. And shit happens. So I'm going to try and figure out how to spill that shit on me again. I don't think it'll have the same effect, but you never know. Lightning could strike twice. Anything can happen. It doesn't, but anything is possible. It's oh, not what happens. Good God. <laughs> we ought to check. We got anything else? <laughs> I think, I think that's, that's it. it. Do not think so. Season's coming up. So. Okay, this podcast was recorded in Doug's truck on the way to the Rubline Marketing Office. We went up there and did a podcast, and I was like, hey, let's do a legit podcast in the car because we had a two-hour drive so we kind of just bullshitted and talked about goals and for the season and i don't even remember it was been, i don't either but it was a good time it was a it lot was of fun a, it was a lot of fun i, I made the time go by really fast i know it's a road trip thing to do now for sure so this is kind of a fun one we're relaxed and we hope you enjoy and we'll send you off with that thanks for the support Welcome to the podcast. So what we're doing now, we are actually, so myself, Kurt, Eric's over here. Yo, yo, yo. And Doug Schmidt's over here. What's up? Um, So Doug is driving. We're in the (laughs) middle of nowhere, Iowa right now. We're literally in Doug's truck. You mean God's country is what you're saying. Bush light country. That's right. Bush light cans everywhere. Where everyone's welcome. Grow a mullet and get a limited edition working class bow hunter American flag mesh back snapback. 
Well, I mean, that's not a thing because there is no more of them. You're right. (laughs) You are right. Uh, But, no, we actually were in the car going to the Rubline Marketing Office in what town is it in? Traer, Iowa. Traeger? Traer. Traer. Um, So we're driving along. Steve is separate somewhere in a 98 Jetta um, on (laughs) his own. I broke down. (laughs) Yeah, so we figured, you know, we got podcast equipment with us. We might as well do this it's kind of fun we've never done this before what we've done we've i've recorded podcasts in the truck before but not like with the headset and and the headphone amp and all that plugged right. into the truck. i mean we might as well because we're always just talking about random shit anyway so yeah, we might as well record it point, and know. we're all about to get really busy coming into the fall so the more episodes we have recorded the better so That's we right. can stay on our weekly schedule um so this podcast going in just a pre-warning there's no set topic we don't know what we're going to talk about um, we might get, we're drinking, so, no, we're not drinking, because we're, <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. Seeing if you're paying attention. Um, so yeah, we don't know where this is going to go, we just figured it'd be fun to BS in the car and talk about anything and everything, so. I will say it is a little weird driving with a headset on and talking. Do you feel like a truck driver? I kind of do. Because you can't hear your surroundings? Yeah, or 10-4 rubber ducky. That's right. Yeah, we all look like a bunch of dorks. <laughs> Breaker 1-9. Can I get a radio check, please? So on your right, you see Loudon. That is Loudon. It's where um, our boy Julian from Old Barn Taxidermy used to reside. Yep. Um, yeah, town of how many people live here? I don't know. Usually it says on the outside of the town, but. You can probably count them if you just drive by slow. About 46, I think. Yeah, 46 <laughs> people are here. <laughs> um, it's, I guess. Fun story about this town is Julian quartered out my 10-pointer from last season in the alley behind his house. Um, on a hitch, like a, like a hitch deer hanger, on the back of his wife's Escalade in Loudon. So that's Loudon for you, I yeah, guess. He, he did mine also. It was freezing out too. Oh, he did it in the in the alley there. Yeah, he did it with no gloves on too. He's a savage. Yeah, that guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. He's like, hey, you want me to? J-? He skinned it out and everything, and and I was going to take it in somewhere, and he's like, hey, you want me to just butcher this up for you real fast? I'm like. Uh, yeah, if you want. If you really want to, I'm not going to say no. He goes, oh, yeah, dude, it'll take me like five minutes. I'm like, yeah, man, do it. Right on. And, yeah, he went to work. Um, so I, I guess by the time this airs, and I don't know when it'll air, it, it's getting real close to fall either way. Yep. And oh, yeah. We, uh, I, I feel pressured a little bit, so things are getting real. Um, we're, um, Doug, Doug's about to get busy. I'm about to get even busier. I'm um, always busy. We're all busy. And I just feel like I'm excited for season, but the thought of it coming in sometimes gives me anxiety. Oh, it scares me. I am not prepared like past seasons. Yeah, This like, year, I'm not prepared at all. Yep. I feel Every like year. I've shot my bow a lot, but I feel like I should, I should have shot it a lot more. Mm-hmm. But then I also feel like... And, and, you know, people say, like, if you want to make time, you'll make time. Well, I get that. I do agree with that statement. But I have so many irons in the fire right now, every direction. And a lot of it's hunting industry related. It, it just seems the deeper you get into this industry, the less time you have to actually to actually do what you're in the industry for. That's right. And Chase Rolson, actually, yeah. since we're going there, he told me that um, a couple years ago. Um, he goes, hey, I know this is going to end up for a career for you guys one way or another, whether it's in the podcast full-time or another brand or whatever. And he goes, keep in mind, when you work in this industry, you don't have as much time to do shit that you want to do because that's your busy time. Right, because everyone in this industry, their busy time is during hunting season or right before hunting season. For yeah. sure, yeah. 
And I guess for me, it's more just an adjustment now because I would rather live this lifestyle year-round and maybe get a hunt just a little less during season. Well, for sure. Um, than be somewhere that I'm unhappy or do something I don't like to do. You know what I mean? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, oh, I'd, rather, yeah, like yeah. I'd rather spread it around 365 and, like, think about it day in and day out than to only get to do it and think about it heavily during October. Well, November, that's kind of why I took the new position I'm in, because it gives me more time to do this kind of thing. Right, right. Like, yeah. my other job, I was on a shitty shift, didn't have time to do anything. Yeah, I mean, your job seems pretty rad. From the outside looking in, it seems super rad. I don't know. Yeah, it's know. fun. There's great people. I get to pretty much make my own talk, schedule. Talk about what you do, because we never really get into that <laughs> shit anymore. Like, we're working class ball. Maybe we'll just talk about what we do. Cause no, so my buddy, a buddy of mine that I've known for probably 12 years now, he's always been into cars and everything, and he's always kind of been a business guy. And he's like, I'm going to start my own company. So he started selling um, drag racing parts. So they started getting bigger, and he had a full-time job at the time also. And finally, it just exploded. So he quit his full-time job, making six figures. He's like, fuck it, I'm going balls deep, went in. And now they we make our own, it's called Motion Race Work. So we actually have parts that are we manufacture in the shop now. So it's pretty cool that he took something, just selling a few parts in his basement and making a few parts to now we're in our second building. We hired, we have 13 people on staff. When I went in, there was four. So within the year, we hired 10 yeah. more people. So it was pretty cool. That's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like exploded. Yep. Nothing good. Like, that's amazing that that dude was able to do that. Like, um, think about the risk he took. Oh, he took a huge risk, yeah. But, like, nothing good comes with, like, being, well, it's like that banner that hangs in uh, Dakota's Barbershop in Columbus. Like, comfort is a slow death. Right. But, man, that but he was scary. He was that guy, like, when I first met him, that he's going to do something big with his life. You know, he was kind of that personality. Had that, that vibe guy. to yep. him. Yeah. Dude, there's people like that that you just feel that type of vibe. Chase Ralston, I go, it's funny, it's going back to him. Like, he had the same story. He worked at, like, a bank for a long time and quit to start this marketing business. Yeah, my mom, he actually worked for the bank that my mom worked at. Oh, really? Yeah. So the, they knew each other? They didn't know each other because he worked at a different branch where he lives. Because Valley Bank at the time, it's not open anymore. But they had branches all over Iowa. And he was, like, head of, I don't even know. Yeah, Like, I, loans I, and, I like, house had, loans and shit or something. Yeah, I know he had, it was a good job. Yeah, like, he had, yeah. like, a really good paying job. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, really well. Because I remember him telling me that, it's like, hey, my wife wanted to kill me because I left that job. Right. And, you know, a very comfortable, well-to-do job. and. Like I remember, my wife wanted to kick my ass. When and I now did look that. at look at him now. Yeah, yeah. But he's amazing. that type of guy. You know, he could sell, a, catch a popsicle to a lady in white leather gloves. You know, <laughs> he's that. That's how my buddy Doug is. I yeah. I told them that that saying ever since I met him. Right, and it's true. What uh, talk about what you do, Doug? Uh, mechanical engineer at the Rock Island Arsenal. Actually, he's a uh, shirt tucker. A shirt tucker for sure. Working the office. <laughs> Death before cubicles, bro. <laughs> Not for me. It's not too bad, though. I don't mind it. Get, yeah. a, get out of the heat. Yeah, the other day it was like 110 degrees yeah. out, and Doug's like, yeah, I have a sweatshirt on in my office. Yeah, I put a little jacket on. A little too cold, actually. Do you have a dress code? Um, Kind of, yeah. You yeah. just wear, like, nice jeans and a polo or something. So, like, what do you do? What's your daily function? So, so I work at the GMTC building. Computer. So, uh, <laughs> we, 
I mostly what I did was mobile maintenance department for the military, mainly for the army. So I work on like uh, the ambulances there, some other stuff I probably can't talk about. But then uh, there's also small arms department. I mean, we we do do everything basically. Uh, that's got to be pretty cool though. But yeah, you get to work on you know work on the models, take care of the bond, the build materials for parts and stuff. And right. that's the job I left to go to the new job I'm at now. I was a welder at the Rock Island Arsenal. Yeah, and then yeah, before I was telling that, them what to do, basically. Oh, is that how it goes? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Well, before Boom. you worked at the Arsenal as a welder, Eric, you worked at Deer. Yep, welder. I was at Deer for almost six years and got laid off, you know, and when everything took a dive, all the corn prices went under, and so they laid off like 400 people, and that first 400, I wasn't part of that, but a couple months later... uh they were going to lay off 40 more people, and I was in that group of 40. You Did you know that going in when they announced it? Well, they told it. They came down one morning. It was like a Thursday morning. They're like, hey, you have a meeting upstairs at 730. And at that time, everyone knew, okay, if you have a meeting, you're, it's, it's you're getting good. laid yeah, off. Yeah, it's not good. So I went up to that meeting. They said, hey, we're giving you a month, and we're going to lay you off. I'm like, okay. So I used up all my vacation time, everything, to go look for new jobs and everything, and then the Two days before I was getting laid off, they called me up like, hey, we're going to keep 20 of you till the end of the build season. <laughs> or no, we're going to keep 20 of you. We're like, I was part of that 20. I'm like, oh, whew, thank God. Right. And then the end of the build season comes, and then they laid off 40 more. So I was obviously part of that 40. Jesus, dude. Yeah, and then I was laid off for a year and a half before I got a job at the Arsenal, and then they tried calling me back to John Deere, and I told him to oh, yeah, go piss up that. a rope. Forgot about that. They did call go you back. piss up a rope. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what town are we in? Uh, this is Clarence. Why is there a bunch of pictures of Elvis back there? I don't know. What's, I didn't even see that. What's the deal? Um, I, I didn't know they had Casey's now. I know Man, I talked about... There. I've talked about what I do a little bit. I work for John Deere, uh, the product development center. And so, without like going into detail, like we... Help develop new combine projects and seeding projects. And I work in the lab testing facility where I'm making, I make a simulated test stand that'll simulate a combine part or seeding part or whatever it may be, a seal or a belt or whatever, um, basically simulate field hours. So to see how long it'll last in the field. Yeah. So like when, um, between field data and the stands that I'm in charge of, I think, I don't know how many I have. One, two, three. I think I have 12 stands that I'm in charge of. Some are bigger pain in the asses than others. Um, like, normally, like, when you get a manual, you know, with your header or your combine or whatever, mm-hmm. a lot of the, the maintenance hours and – or when you look up, like, if a gearbox goes bad, you know, our our section of the facility is the guys who call out that number. Gotcha. Um, so if you know, gotcha. like I, – I mean, I'm just throwing out a rough example here without getting too specific. Oh, Gearbox X is rated for six thousand hours. That's we. You provide that six thousand hours because we have ran a gearbox or a belt or whatever right. it is. I mean, some of it could be like, well, every everything needs tested. So every company's got a, a department like this, but like sure. a, a chain. We want to see how much load this chain can withstand, so we know we know what the life of it can be. And sometimes the test is accelerated one and a half times, two and a half times to simulate a certain failure. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times we try to make something fail the same way it'll fail and harvest down in 
Arizona and the dust down in Arizona or something right. like that. So, um, you know, some test stands are really corny, like it's a, a seal test stand where you're just set, making sure a seal keeps <laughs> dust out, out of an area. It can't be the most boring test stand ever. <laughs> yeah, and there's ones like that, and then other ones are like the whole, it could be like a whole drive set of a combine or, I mean, I'm sure there's a facility that does like the tractors or, you know what I mean? It's, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, shit like that. But when you first started there, you weren't doing that. Remember when you were traveling and how much of a pain in the ass that was? Yeah, when I first started, I was on the comp. So it's broken down combine team, seeding team. I mean, there's a bunch of teams, but the main three are combine seeding and like the lab testing team. And and if you're on lab, you you are familiar with seeding and combine parts, um, which I'm obviously more familiar with combine parts because I traveled with combines but yeah i traveled the first couple years there um went to brazil went to canada my first year how long you been there now uh four years this winter oh really um and then the other field season when i was gone most of the summer which we pre-recorded i don't know how 12 13 episodes it was a lot and and i launched them from the road Mm -hmm. um in my hotel room on wi-fi uh when we traveled but i went to Arizona down in Casa Grande, like southern Arizona, to Bakersfield, California. That's actually when Chase got a hold of you, wasn't it? Um, on yeah, that trip? I was in Idaho. So, And then from Bakersfield, I went up to, I was in Twin Falls, Idaho for, I think, two months. Maybe not quite that long. Damn near two months. And uh, that's when Chase called me when I was, uh, I was in a combine running uh we were har- harvesting wheat and that's when chase called me to fuck with me about the whole like uh <laughs> that was Wild pretty funny animation. when you when you called me and told me that whole story after you cooked you got <laughs> the phone with him yeah so i yeah i was in idaho he goes he called me and did that thing he's like what are you doing i'm like i'm in a combine in idaho harvesting coors light wheat right now <laughs> Coors Light. and he's wheat. like and i was too and he's like oh cool and uh so we did idaho i loved idaho man I, I got to meet some cool people up there. Uh, Mr. Mule Deer, Mule Deer Country on Instagram. Yep. Now I got to go to his house. I don't know how many 200 That's the thing that was that long ago. No, that was no it doesn't. Two, I was, that's when I was around. We yeah. started podcasting with you guys. It was uh, two summers ago when I was when I, that travel season. I got married that time, that year too. And Damn. So I was home. I was home for my wedding, and then we went on our honeymoon the next week, and that, then that's when I went to Idaho, and I was in Idaho for... Like it was like, hey, thanks, Sam. The wedding's been great. I had a good time on the honeymoon, but, <laughs> but um, see you later. Daddy's got to go to Idaho. You know, <laughs> Daddy's um, got to make that money. So it, Idaho was awesome, man. I, I could live in Idaho. Um, and then from there, I went to Montana for a few days, and then uh, came home for a little while, and then went back to Edmonton, Canada, um, which was cool as hell. Um, Edmonton was pretty neat. And it was, like, early September when I was there, and I, I was like, hey, I only want to be up here two weeks because i got to get back for hunting season, you know? And uh, when I was up there, we were supposed to harvest canola, do canola testing. Canola? Yeah, because so what they do is they, uh, they, they straight cut it, and it basically goes in, like, a windrow. Okay. And then they spray it and defecate it so it dries out, and then you pick it up with a uh, BPU, a belt pickup. A belt pickup. I made those at deer. Yeah, they're cool. They they actually work way better than I thought. They're now, yeah, they're bringing the new one into the factory right now. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Um, <laughs> and I might. I see them at work, but I've never, I've never fucked with them. I've never. Uh, they're I mean, a weird, a weird head for around here. I've ran them once. I mean, it's big up there for canola, and they actually work way better. It, 
Because if people don't know like what a canola grain or seed, whatever, I don't know the proper term. I don't even know what it looks like. It looks like an alien plant, man. It's like these little pods. Um, it's, it's the same thing as like what rape is, I think. And my terminology is probably all off. But it looks like this little long slender alien pod, and it looks like little black um, round seeds. And it's like sand, dude. You like you have to. They're, co- that, they're that tiny. They're tiny, yeah. And you have like when you get a combine ready to harvest canola, you're taking John Deere green duct tape and John Deere green combine and caulk up every every fucking hole, man. <laughs> and so it probably took you all day to fill up a hopper of that shit. No, it actually goes fairly quick. Oh, they windrow it. Yeah, it's okay. windrowed. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I think you can straight cut it with like a draper. I don't actually know because I, I haven't I haven't messed with canola that much because I was so w- basically getting to my point there we were in I went to Canada and in Edmonton and I'm like oh cool we're gonna get ready to uh, to harvest and everything we go to get ready we had two days of getting the combines ready we had like four or five combines with us so we were just doing getting the machines ready and all that and it, it was snowing it was like the first of September and it was snowing and raining every day up there and then the farmers like hey. All this canola is wet. Like, we're not going to be able to harvest for, like, two more weeks. Oof. And uh, I'm like, all right. So, I mean, we had shit to do, but not two weeks worth, you know? Right. And uh, so we would go do our daily function, then we'd go back and drink coconies and freaking Canadian beer the whole fucking time. And it was just, I got pissed drunk every day. They sent you guys home, though, did you? Yeah, I was there for, like, six, seven days, and I came home, and I was like, cool. I get to get ready for hunting season, so... Yeah, we pre-recorded every episode during that, yeah. you know, and and hustled. <laughs> you know, we pre-scheduled every single hunting podcast we did, every hunting pod, every podcast we did. Um, so, like, yeah, it put me at, like, a time crunch to get ready for season at that point. But I don't know. It was good experiences, man. Like, But now I don't travel anymore because I'm in the lab. Right, which is way better than when you were traveling. Yeah, you make more money when you travel because you're not spending any of your own money on anything unless it's like for entertainment or you want to buy something right um, but all your meals are paid for you know you're not spending money on gas and true Ooh, and, and you get paid more like they they when you're over the road yeah they pay you a lot right I wouldn't say a lot more but enough to make it worth it enough to make you not upset I think that might have been the season I was most prepared to be honest with you <laughs> Probably because, because we weren't podcasting every week, you yeah. know. We're, I didn't feel the pressure. I don't think we clustered. We had them backstocked, right? So we had a lot of weeks where we didn't podcast at all. I mean, we yeah. still got two months to prepare. We got this. Oh, yeah, this I mean, shit. it, it still is a ways out, um, but it, it's going to be here before we. Yeah, know before you know, it'll yeah. be here. Well, I mean, I'm going to South Dakota, and I just got my flight information for Oregon. Um, yeah, you're traveling a lot this yeah, year. Yeah, you're traveling a lot. Yeah, I'll be gone uh, October second. My flight leaves, and I'll be back. October 11th out in Oregon. Are you going to go out opening day then? <laughs> I, oh, in Illinois? Yeah. I don't I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> See, you leave the second, it opens the first, right? Yeah, I might as well, right? <laughs> I, you know, I got to, man. Opening day is one of those things where you have to go out. Like, Whether you, know, you want to or not, you're just like, I just need yeah. to be in a stand for a day. Yeah, and it could be more damaging than... than <laughs> been good at times. Oh yeah, you don't go to a good stand. You go to a shitty one. Yeah, you got you got those one stands, Joe. You Just go on to the f- field edge. Yeah, yeah. you have the easy access. Go sit ones. and watch. Yep. Um, but anyway, I don't know. I don't think we've talked about like what we do in detail ever. No, I don't or think so if, if we if we have, it's been a long time. Yeah, probably like episode four. What Steve do? I don't. Know. I honestly, I know he's a tenor. 
But I don't know what the fuck he actually does. I don't think he does much of anything. Because all the Snapchats he sends, he's just <laughs> fucking off in the shop. I don't think he does much of anything. No. Um, my brother-in-law is... Uh, it's like his boss kind of. Yeah, not his boss. He's a foreman, I think. Okay. So, like, when when Steve's on his job site, then, yeah, Josh Josh is my brother-in-law. Josh is his boss, then, I think, at that point. Because I know at one point... Ah, I don't I want to talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> um, I was going to go into detail, but... I'll basically... That was my way of, like, checking up on Steve. I'd be like, <laughs> how's he doing? Is he fucking up? You know, Kurt... I caught him fucking lying, and I made sure that motherfucker ain't lying anymore. <laughs> I, he pissed me off so fucking bad, I sent him back to the shop. Like, it'd be shit he's like, been there ever since. It'd be shit like that, yeah. Well, I guess they he must be doing a great job because they want him at the shop. You know, Steve's calling me right now. I Are you going to answer on the podcast? Yeah. Here. Okay. Put on speaker. Hey, you're on the podcast. Oh, really? What's up? What's up? I doubt anyone can hear you, but... Oh, uh, hey, uh, let's go and see where you guys were at. Where are we? Uh, it um, says an hour and 18 minutes away. Yeah, we're an hour and 18 minutes away. Uh, did you guys pass Iowa City? We're on Highway 30. He probably can oh, wait. Oh, you guys are 30. Ah, oh, I got you. Okay. Yep, yep. So we're recording a podcast without you. We're just actually talking about you, about your job. We Nobody knows what you actually do. Really? I'm a sheet metal worker. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're not. Oh, the fact that he laughed about it afterwards dead. means he didn't. At some point. <laughs> that means he didn't do it. All right. Well, I'll let you guys get back to it. I'm, uh, I'm probably like, like 15 minutes behind you guys. All right. Well, hey, what year is your car? Uh, 2001 Jetta, the panty dropper. No, it can't be called the panty dropper because we already have a name for a Jetta called the panty dropper. The, oh, yeah, yeah. The, dude, the, the one with the door that doesn't uh, close. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right, we'll see you there. All right, name my car. All right, I'll think of something. We should take so, boats on it. It's funny. Uh, yeah, we should. What should we name Steve's car? Because the panty dropper is uh, Branjo at work, guy I work with. He drives a Jetta like that, a little diesel. It went the flapper on it. Yeah, and when he drives, <laughs> he's got a ratchet strap from his one door to the other. So when you ride in it, you have a ratchet strap across your lap that hold, pulls both his doors shut. <laughs> like, you'll be, he'll be driving. I rode with him one time, and his driver's door will swing open when he takes corners and shit. <laughs> <laughs> just grabs it. No, he doesn't even grab it. It's funny as fuck. He just lets it swing open and close on its own. That's how that S10 was I used to have. Like, if you didn't shut the passenger door hard enough. That it would open, <laughs> and one time my wife was in there, and I, it was such a new vehicle that I kind of forgot about it, and we went out, went around a corner, and it actually opened. Like if she didn't have her seatbelt on, she probably would have fell out. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, Whoops. she was not happy about that. What, what do we name Steve's Jetta? Ooh, Gertrude. Gertrude. <laughs> I don't know. Beatrice. <laughs> Jetta. I don't know, man. It doesn't matter. Know. It does not matter. I don't know. What I mean, What are your guys' goals for season? What, what do you have in mind? I'm changing hard on the subject. I mean, like, let's let's start with Doug because we talked about it. You passed some deer that I was, like, kind of upset. Yeah, I'm probably going to do that again this year. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, I don't know, I'm really shooting for, like, a 160 or better four-and-a-half, five-and-a-half-year-old. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And uh, I got some new spots I'm going to try. Hopefully get... At my place at home, I really want to shoot at least five does off my place. 
Oh, you, really? You need to bad. Is it that I bad? Yeah, oh, I went down bad. there the other day in the pasture. I counted 30 deer. Yeah. One buck. And you, the does are just, they're laying in the bean field just eating beans. Dude, what, your place laying? has been like that dude, since I started hunting there. It's out of control. Why, do, why don't you guys take care of it? I mean, enough. you guys are good hunters, and, and there's enough of you um, out there. I killed two or three last year. Not really anybody else shoots them for some reason. None of the neighbors do. Uh, you know, I, no, McCullough, I mean, my neighbor does. He's fucking, he sent me a picture of him stacked in the back of his truck. He killed like six of them one day. Well, I mean, if it's that bad. You have to. Maybe I should start getting Iowa points, man, and getting an Iowa tag just to come kill a doe for Dude, you. Dude, you can come anytime. I'll have to do that. I need to start putting in for Iowa points, boys. I got I to gotta set a reminder on my phone or something, you know. You need to do that. Yeah, you do. You we got plenty to, of stands for you. You come I'm to the dark you. side. I think I will do that, man. I'll start putting side. up, and then that's what we'll, Austin's doing. What we should do? We should try and set something up. Like maybe Austin and I will build points, um, and then we can kind of like share. And then every three years, if one of you guys want to draw an Illinois tag, because you can just come over and buy one. Yeah. That way, you know, we could we could really maximize our opportunity on, on bucks. Because I don't know what it is if like how many points you need to draw a tag over here. I like, think three. Three, is it three? Because I think Austin has one more year, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so because I, I don't know for sure. I don't either. Correct us if we're wrong. Um, but I think if like if I apply, I can still draw a doe tag. Right. I think that's for a buck tag. Yeah. And I think it goes by counties, too. Because like if you get in some of those southern counties, it takes like five or six points maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I Don't quote me on that because you know, we just go to Walmart and buy a tag. So yeah, yeah everyone always asks me about the point system. I'm like, honestly, I have no idea. Well, you yeah. never have to play the game. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I'll have to do some more research. I know I meant to do it this year, and I kind of slipped up because I did Utah. I did Wyoming. Um, I missed Colorado, which I was fucking upset about. I missed Colorado, too. Man, we all should be doing that because it's cheap now. Right. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, because we have those those opportunities if we if we all end up having more time as time goes by like vacation time i mean to hunt mm-hmm. you know we might as well go back and forth we're right across the river it's you know yeah, two three years away. i'll be set for vacation time it, yeah yeah <laughs> i mean true. But, i don't know so you're going 160 or bigger huh yeah i'd really like to but you know those 150s come by 140 they're hard man they are the one i shot last year man he kept playing mind games with me that the nine pointer, <laughs> yeah, I do. I think that's that's a high one forties nine. He might be touching one fifty yeah, as a nine. I got him at one forty eight. Yeah, that's a good there. buck, man. Especially for a nine pointer. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I would have shot him. I'd sh- I'd shoot him this year too. Honestly, yeah, I probably would too. But I just like to think in my head. I'm, I'll wait for a bigger one. Do you have that shoulder mount back yet? I do. I don't know. Have I seen it? Yeah, it's on. Uh, the, it's the one with the full range with the mule deer next to it. Oh yeah, you've seen it. Yeah, at the it's party. At the party. Yeah, I forgot all about it. I don't know. I just, I'm getting old. <laughs> well, we all are, <laughs> man. Getting old, boys. What town's this? This looks like uh, a fun little town. They got bar volleyball. I don't know. There's a bar right there. Should we stop and podcast in the bar? Whitey's. Oh, dude, we should. That'd be great. Do we stop at Whitey's and? You think they got Bush Light there? Oh, Guaranteed. absolutely. <laughs> That's probably all they have there. Just all the taps are Bush Light. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have any liquor or anything. Just Bush Light. This is like Jack Daniels bottles of Bush Light. I don't. Like, you got anything other than Bush Light? Bush Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Bush NA. What you got, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Uh, Lisbon. But anyway, I don't know. What do you What are you thinking, Eric? I mean, 
the one four like you get a buck that's one forty five, man. Dude, my goals this year are just to do better than last year. <laughs> I had the that's worst. A pretty good goal. I had the worst season of my life last year. That's super fair though. It was terrible. Yeah, coming out of August, October seventh when I shot that buck and couldn't find it. It was just all downhill from there. Yeah, I mean you got to have those years though. Oh yeah, for sure. You I mean, can have a good year every year, dude. I had two of those years in a row a while back. In a row. God, I hope I don't have that. Man, your kind of luck, dude. I, those will hurt you. I thought oh, they do. I, I'm not kidding, man. It was be so. What happened was, 2012. I killed a 157 inch, that eight pointer with the big flyer off his G3. Yep. I killed that buck, and off that one, I came off a streak. And I was feeling good, you know. I'm like, damn, dude, like I'm getting consistent again with a bow, which is hard to do when you're chasing big deer. Mm-hmm. You know, even like yeah. 135, 140 and better, it's it's not always – I mean, we're hunting humble property. You know, we're not hunting, you know, like Lee Likoski's farm. All right. Um, some people golfing right there. So – Did you honk at him? 2012, Should've. I killed that buck. 13, I skunked, had a, a struggle – couldn't pick myself up, hit a buck, wounded him, and he actually never died. He lived. Um, 14, didn't even see one worth it at that time. Not I, I'm worth it sounds bad. See one I wanted to shoot. Right. And then 15's when I killed, the year we started the podcast, and I killed that 152-inch 8. Mm-hmm. So for those two years, man, I was like, I, I don't have it anymore. I lost it. I don't know how to kill a deer anymore. I, mean, I was shooting does, but... That, I shot one do, one doe last year, late, late. Yeah, and I thought I mean, I about gave up to be honest with you. It's like, it just, just uh, it, it was a mind game. It kept fucking with me, you know. I was like, I can't do it, and, and then it fucks with you worse. Oh yeah, because then you're just sitting there thinking about it and worrying about it. Right. I mean, you yeah, you're like shit, dude. I forget how to do this or. And you wonder, like, you start getting weird. Well, then you're like, am I doing something wrong? And then you just way overthink everything. Yep. Yep. This guy's selling tomatoes. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I haven't killed a, I didn't kill a buck for probably five, six years before. What, yeah, but that wasn't a luck thing. That was because you were at school. and <laughs> I was getting fucked up all the time. Yeah, you were just partying <laughs> your ass off. <laughs> you're an idiot. It's nonstop. I mean, you got to get that out of your way. We still haven't. True, true. <laughs> Do we go to trade shows and people are like, yeah, you boys will learn. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think we will. I don't think we will. <laughs> Have you met our group? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, we're 30 years old. Do you think we learn by now? We got <laughs> tagged in a post. They're like, what group at the uh, at Deer Fest do you think drink the most beer? And someone tagged us. They're like, I'm pretty sure, uh, I can't remember exactly what it said. Like, Working Glass was hitting the bush lights and the, what, what was Chandler and the boys mixing up all weekend in the booth? <laughs> oh, uh Oh, uh, that uh, whiskey drink he always drinks. Mules? Um, no. Moscow Mules, yeah. No. Old Fashioned. Old Fashions, that's old, it. Old, old Fashioned. Yeah. Old Fashioned. Those were tasty, by the way. They had the mix. I never even drank one, dude. Oh. I, I didn't, I was so hungover Sunday, I didn't drink a beer. I, I drank one Old Fashioned, it put me right back in the bag. <laughs> yeah, I drank one or two beers, and I was like, I gotta stop. Joe, I was I was in hey, rough shape. Saturday Joe was night, sending me pictures of you sleeping on bags of Big Time in the booth. Oh, yeah. That's that a, happened for a little bit on Sunday. That's a. That's I just inspiring. had to lay down for a second, man. That's inspiring. It was. It was um, a good day. Where are we going? So you. What's just, your What's your goals for this year? Did you man, say yours yet? No, no. Um, I feel like you always ask the questions, but we never get back around <laughs> to you. Yeah. Like, 
we get just we get sidetracked. Well, yeah. You did a great job because sometimes I'm like, oh man, I would love to answer that, but actually don't answer that. I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> actually, right I don't now. give a fuck. I don't care. Um, I don't talk to this guy on the tractor. I honestly, man, because of like the different hunts I'm doing, I want to just. I would like to kill something other than a whitetail. Like if I get my muley in Oregon, that'd be amazing. If I get a chance to get an antelope in South Dakota, that'd be incredible. Because have you killed a, another species of deer? No, never. Never Sorry, have. I feel like I should know this. I've never even been mule deer hunting. <clears throat> See, mule deer hunting is cool, man. I, I wish we were going back again this year. It is cool. That's a riot. Well, you know, so I think it would be cool to kill an antelope in September, kill a muley in October, and then try and tag out on whitetails in Illinois, which is two bucks in Illinois. For, man, for be, a resident, that'd be three that'd be a fucking year right there. Yeah, it would just Damn. because normally I don't ever have the opportunity to yeah. do those types of hunts. If you did and you kill, you can tell, kill two bucks in Illinois. If you killed two bucks this year too, woo, well, be insane. That'd, that'd be on, that'd be the ultimate year, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it'd be impossible to top for a working class dude. You know, hell yeah, That's right. When you're trying to ball on a budget, like <laughs> trying to ball on a budget, you know what I mean? Oh it's, yeah, um, for sure. I will say after Larry's podcast, I really want to go antelope hunting now. I'm fascinated by them, man. I, I don't know why. I just think they're so cool because they look like anything unlike anything else. Yeah, that's true. You know, I love the coloring of them. I love that they're they're not a huge animal. They're tasty, and I just think they're different. You know, it's a horn. It's it's the opportunity to kill a horned animal. Yeah, a cheap horned animal, a you horned know? deer. Pretty yeah, much. and it's not expensive yeah. to do. And there's public land everywhere. I mean, we're going. We bought our tags from South Dakota. It was two hundred and eighty bucks for everything. And That's cheap, dude. Yeah. Yep. And we are public land hunting, and we're camping. So you guys are roughing it, shitting in the woods, huh? Yeah. So there, Need there's not a lot of likes. cost there. We're gonna make butthole sandwiches, <laughs> and uh, which you know, huh? I learned what a butthole sandwich was last year. I don't even know what that. What is that? It's a bagel of your choice, which I like blueberry. And okay. peanut butter and, okay. and bacon and maple syrup on it if you want. Oh, hey, we just got some fresh maple syrup from Deerfest. Yeah, yeah. Take that with you. But they're they're you can put them in a bag. They're salty. They're sweet. They're savory, and they fill you up because there's like they're packed full of calories. Do you toast them over the campfire first? You could. I but, would do that. But for normally sure. I just eat them eat them out of the bag. And then Mountain House, which we already have a fuck ton of Mountain Houses from our Colorado hunt last year. Um, How's the bacon and peanut butter together? It's actually really good. On a bagel. It wouldn't be bad. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. It, it it's, it's not bad. We ate, uh, I ate the shit out of them last year. Um, I was trying to adjust your mic while we are bumping, going over the bumps on the road, so sorry if Doug gets real loud. But no, loud. Well, yeah, Doug sucks. But Fuck. they are, uh, they're good, Ooh. man. And they're cheap. You know, it's like the cheapest shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just pre-cook all your bacon and then. Probably what we'll do, since we're going to have, like, a base camp, it's a little different than, like, our Colorado hunt, you know? So we're going to have a base camp, and uh, we're gonna actually going to bring meat to grill and actually just have a damn good time. And I'm telling you what, though, there nothing beats a good old PB&J when you're in the tree stand. You ain't lying, man. Oh, That's man. a fact. Just a classic. Yep, grape jelly, though. You guys, what kind of jelly you nah, got? dude, I can't do grape jelly. What? Man. I'm a what? strawberry Strawberry guy? Strawberry? Strawberry. Okay, give me this right now. Okay. Crunchy or creamy peanut butter? Creamy. Oh, get the fuck creamy. out of here. What? Get the fuck Dude, out of here. Dude, you're a serial killer, bro. Why? Dude, you like grape jelly and crunchy peanut yes, butter together? Yes, the only way to go. 
Man, dude, next thing I know, you're going to be eating the raspberry jelly with the seeds in it. Yeah, let me guess, you cut, Ew, the, I don't do that shit. You that cut shit the sides savage. off your bread, too, don't you? The crust? Yeah. Leela no. just eats the crust off for him before he goes out. <laughs> <laughs> I wake her up. Hey, can you eat this quick? Honey, I got to go. I got to go. Hurry up. Listen, Daddy needs to go hunting. You got to eat this crust. <laughs> just real quick, just a couple bites. <laughs> just a couple bites, please. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't cut it off myself. Dude, PB and J, then ice cold Mountain Dew. Ooh, in the stand. You know what? I God, love. That's I know exactly what combination you're talking about because we're in the Midwest. Um, but what did you see that post that I made on our, on our working class page a few weeks ago about the? Uh, it's just it was a picture of my buck in the back of my truck, and I put um, a diet of Casey's Pizza and Monster, and I don't remember. Oh, it's that's the only way to go on the way to the tree stand. You stop at Casey's. Get breakfast pizza and a Mountain Dew. Yeah. Every time. And you know what's funny? If you look at some of those photos where that buck's in the back of the truck just laying there, if you look over to the left, there's a Casey's Pizza wrapper, and I'm sure there's a Bushlight can in the back of my truck somewhere, and there's a Lone Wolf stand packed up in there. Oh, yeah. So, and a monster probably can floating around. Oh, there's a monster can in there for sure. I don't drink much Mountain Dew, man. I, oh. Almost never. I really cut back, but I used to drink Mountain Dew like it was going out of style. Monsters are my weakness. Like the oh, there's a bunch of turkeys over here. Um, the the white zero calorie, zero oh, sugar. Yeah, yeah that monsters are the jam for hunting season. Because if Uh-oh. I drink a, a full, a fully loaded monster, like the OG, yeah, the OG monster, or like a, a hot coffee, I'm shitting my pants before I get there. Yeah, the OG monster. Oof. Yeah, you can't do it, man. You got to be like 17 or younger to drink yeah. those. That's what I was thinking. Six-year-old me loved those. Though. You're supposed to be 18 to buy them. It says on the can. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. I got ID'd not that long ago to buy an energy drink, actually. You did? Yeah. You have a mustache of That's a grown seen. man. I should have slapped that fucking Man, when I, worked at, um, <laughs> when I worked at my other job, when I uh, unloaded sand barges and rock barges, I drank two of those monsters every day. Oh, dude. Because I hated my life working there. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, you tell me. Like, if I drank two right now, I would just feel like a pile of dicks I by the end of the day. I didn't drink them back to back. Like, this guy's from Colorado. Rad. I didn't, I, for the record, I didn't drink those back to back. I think you'd die if that happened. Dude, but there's curse, some people that curse like, shotgun those shit, though. Shotgun and monsters? Yeah. <sighs> Fuck that would be that. rough. Fuck all that, dude. I can't smell Red Bull without tasting Jaeger. Ooh, I can't do Red Bulls. You know what there's I mean? There's no way. Like, my early 20s. Just bombs. I can't do it, man. Crown yeah. and Red Bull's pretty good. Yeah, Crown's yeah. Crown's good. Crown's Crown's good. good with anything. That's um, true. It's a fact. So Eric, like, what what caliber buck are you going for? Like, what? like honestly, this year I'd be happy with a one thirty five. Okay, okay. Let me, fuck it. All right, I was gonna lay some scenarios at you. Oh, okay. You kind of answered my question okay. already. All right, just uh, a erase that. You're you're in the stand. Okay. A solid one twenty five. Pope, just a good Pope and Young ten pointer. Rolls in, and he stands there for five minutes at twenty yards, and it's October fifteenth. Are you shooting Ooh, him? Ooh, October fifteenth. Yep. After your rough season last year, probably. I hear you, man. That's really? I'll probably shoot. Him. I respect that. God damn it! If what? I to, if I had to help you drag a one twenty-five buck way back in the boonies into a October fifteenth. <laughs> I respect Are you that. Serious? Yeah. Like, yeah, I would. I, I respect that answer. 
I would for sure. I mean, it's up to you. So, dude, that's you what I did. What you want two years ago, three yeah. years ago. That buck rolled out. I had a hell of a season, and it was uh, it's like late November or something. And I hadn't filled a buck tag, and I just was kind of I was ran ragged, you know. It was when I hit that one, that giant, that one sixty eight high on the shoulder. Yep. Oh yeah, yep. And I was just a sad human being, and this dude, this ten pointer walks in, and did that exactly. And I was like, nah, dude, he's a good buck. I'm not going to shoot him, though. But he does look good. But he stood there for what seemed to be two hours. He stood there for too long. Right. And he stood there awkwardly for too long. You know what I mean? Like, normally just, like, move on, bud. Yeah. And he didn't. So I said, hey, dude. Like, do you ever get that where that buck does that? And then you just kind of second-guess yourself. You're like, is the buck that small? Or is he really that big? Guy's got a bear archery sticker in the back of his truck. Oh, no. What's going on here? Some idiot. Should I read his license plates off? No. Wolf package? <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Not to do that. I don't know if it matters. No one's going to look it up. You can, I don't even think you can look that up. I fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. <clears throat> I think we got to go to Cedar Rapids, don't we? No. no. Six minutes slower. Oh, that's some bullshit. Um, I honestly think, man, I, I want to be in Doug's realm. I want to be that 160 or better because I want to break that that uh that mark you know right yeah yep but it's it's a tough mark to break but and i know a lot of guys that would rather shoot nothing and i get it man i'm not always for like lowering your standards in the wind but if like we talked on some of the like last season if it feels right and you want to shoot them you know that's your call right for sure um that's definitely your call um yeah for 150 walks by i mean it's Probably gonna get an arrow, Dude, but a hundred fifty inch buck is impressive. That's a lot of antler there. People, that's a nice buck, man. TV bucks, TV personalities, whatever. They have kind of watered down that one fifty class of animal. One fifty inch bucks, a big fucking buck, especially as an eight pointer. Oh, an especially eight pointer? as a Ooh. nine pointer. You know, oh, right? That's almost unheard of. Dude, for a buck to net in the one seventies, that's a lot of antler, man. And that's a lot of symmetry. A 170 is typical. Yeah. Right. That's a giant. My buddy Jason Enders uh, works for Whitetail Properties. He's got a net 174, and it's the most beautiful buck I've probably ever seen. Heavy all the way through. Just typical. Typical clean, man. And, and you got to have you got to have beams. You got to have brow tines, and you got to have mass. And you, Dude, and, I'm not going to lie. I fucking love typical deer. Yeah. I, oh, I do, too. I wanna I'd rather have a green. sweet... 160s is a straight typical than a 170 non-typical trash everywhere. That's like what I dream about. Just, like that perfect 12-pointer. Yes. Oh, it's Dude, perfect. I want a 6x6 six six typical so uh, bad. I think Cody said the same thing, didn't he? He's killed one. He, I think he killed one last year. <laughs> Cody DeQuisto? Yeah. Yeah, he killed one last year. Man. It's um, Oof. a 6x6 six six typical. You know, I've seen one. But it was one of the bucks that he was more mass and mass and short tines than he was. Yeah, tall. he had the recipe, but wasn't quite there. But and then somebody killed him. I was actually hunting him. I thought he was a four and a half year old, so Man. he could have blown up. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you won't know now. <laughs> he did. Nobody ever know. Uh, Man, a six by six typical would be the jam. It would be. You know, you get you get some good beams and some tine length. On a six by six, how often do you see that though? Like a nice looking, straight typical six by six. Not often, man. Not very often. 
It's unheard of. I would say... Around my place it is, at least. Unheard of? Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah? I mean, they're around. I mean, every now and again you see them, but it's, it's, not, it's not a common thing at all. No. I'm like... I broke my eight-point streak last year. You did? With my ten-pointer. Um, and I've killed a couple good ten-pointers, but... <laughs> You're just the eight point. You're just the eight pointer guy. But know? I'll take it though, man. You know, I'll take 150 inch. You eight do like your there. eight points, don't you? Yeah, I just think they're cool. They're classic. Yeah, and you know what I think part of it is, and maybe this is what jinxed me a little bit. Not it jinxed me in a good way. I got that painting, and I'm sure some people listening know what painting I'm talking about. Um, I have it in my bedroom, actually. It's uh, it's called the Great Eight, and it's this big buck walking through the timber, and he's just like a giant, probably like 160 or class or bigger eight-pointer so you think that's why you just shoot giant eights all the time i don't know no i mean i don't think that's why but i think i'd go with it it's a cool story there's a vibe to it because that's a painting that my parents bought me when i was like young and just loved i still love everything but honey but like was obsessed hardcore right and wanted like big buck wildlife paintings in my room when i was like 12 i still want that but you know what i mean you know my wife won't let me (laughs) Sucks. What a party pooper. Sucks growing up. Would you see my house? (laughs) Wildlife. (laughs) Tell you just meet a bachelor, just deer paintings everywhere. It's cool, man. It's classy looking. But yeah, I had that painting, and that was just something we kind of obsessed over, like the big, clean eight-pointer, the grade eight. Yeah, I would, I always wanted to shoot like a 160-inch eight-pointer also. Like, it's just a crazy That would be fucking giant. Yeah. I'm telling you, that buck a couple years ago that I caught high on the shoulder was every bit of 168. I mean, my buck's 152 as an eight-pointer. And it's huge. And it's a big boy. It's huge. This buck was, I'm telling you, man, was big. He, I guarantee he had 14-inch twos. Man. That's Did you ever see him again? No. Nope. Disappeared, huh? You think he died or you think he just went somewhere else? I never found him shed hunting. Never did. You think someone killed him, though, and you just didn't hear about it? I don't know, man. I, I have no idea. It was the middle of the rut, and he was rutting hard. He was moving quick. So I think that he was in uh, uncharted territory. I mean, not uncharted for him, but I just think he didn't live. He didn't live in that area. He didn't live where I shot him. That's what's weird. Like, nowadays, you think you if someone did kill him, you would have found out somehow. Well. It's a buck like that, you know. Yeah, you definitely hear fast. about it. So there was thought. Um, I'll, I'll kind of leave names out of here so this, it's not, like, patternable. There was thought um, someone that hunts three four miles from where i shot that deer as the crow flies um a guy i know found some sheds that i thought were from that buck and it was a typical eight and it had like 14 inch twos and shit on it it had to be him right that's what i'm saying he found the sheds that year and he he filmed them and i said hey was he limping and he said not that i saw and i said well what side did you see of him did you see the left or the right side and he said, I saw his right side. Well, I shot that buck on his left side. Oh, oh really? So it's... Did you ever see the sheds? Well, no, I've never held them, actually. I've never seen them. Not even um, a picture of them or anything? But he told me, the neighbor, because he knew the buck. And when I explained the buck to him, and he knows like kind of where I hunt on this one particular farm, and we kind of got to talking about it. And I thought for sure it was because I mean, how how many eights out there have fourteen exactly. inch twos? Because yeah. 
It's like one yeah. in 10,000. And the only reason why I know this, like, it wasn't like just the buck was walking in and I got excited and was like, oh, dude, he had 14 inch, two, inch twos. Right. Um, when I was getting in my stand for the afternoon hunt, before I had my bow pulled up, I hear grunting and look up and this dude's like literally zigzagging, going rut crazy back and forth. And I think I messaged the group. I'm like, I just saw a fucking giant. I think I remember that actually. Yeah, and then it was ten minutes later. I'm like, I just fucking hit him high. I'm not. I cried in that stand after that happened, dude. I bawled. I cried and cried. Dude, and there's nothing worse than that moment, right I, there. I knew. I've been through that before. I knew I caught him high. And um, I mean, what do you do? It happens to every bow hunter that's done it long enough, for so, sure. So. Uh, basically, long story short, the reason I went and looked, I put all my efforts into it. I backed out. I went in the next morning. Right, up, I actually got in the stand, hunted in the morning, got down, find my light of knock. Um, I had really good blood for like a hundred yards, and like any high hit, it dries up to spots. And he ran out into an open field is where I lost blood. So I'm like, if he was hurting, he wouldn't have done that. Uh, but I, I did look. I looked all over during shed season. Never found a carcass. And but then my buddy found those sheds. Hmm. Um, and then basically he summed it up to where I think the following year, which would have been this past season, his neighbor shot it. And um, I don't know how big it was. I don't remember the details. Um, I, I don't think he was an eight this year. Like he went bigger or down? I think he went, uh, I think he, went he, he was a nine. I don't know. I don't remember the details on it, honestly, because... I just figured the book was closed. Oh, the cops got someone pulled um, over. Cops got two cops. Come. Oh, boy. Damn. But the, the, I asked him, I said, hey, did you ask the neighbor if he had a wound? And he said that he didn't see anything. So I don't know. And, and maybe what I got to think is I hit him high, and I got basically no penetration, and he was fine. Did you ever find your arrow? Yeah. It, you did? Yeah, I, don't, I think I got, I honestly, I don't remember how much penetration I got. Some of those details are kind of glazed over. Oh, for sure. Um, All that shit happened so fast, dude. Yeah, so I, I I came to the conclusion the deer's dead, that his neighbor had shot it. But, I mean, fuck, who knows? It's been, what, two years? So, Well, if that was correct, at least you know you, like, you say you didn't like wound him and then he just died from his wound and we never found him. Yeah, right. yeah. And I shed hunted the shit out of it just in case that deer was in there, you know? Yep. And never found him. It's and that's what sucks where I shot my deer last year that I couldn't find because it's such a, it's right in the river bottom. So they just go up and down that river. There's no not that much timber. So they just travel that whole river for how many miles. You never yeah. know. How deep is that river? Oh, shit. The Wapsie? It was flooded when we were there, wasn't it? Yeah, the whole thing, the whole bottoms was flooded. You think you had a Mark Rye if he died in the river and floated off? If he floated in that, it's a big river. Like, if he, he would have been down oh, river. Gone. he would have been in the the freaking Mississippi in an hour. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe that happened. You never know. But see, I can't go down to the the bottoms. I have a my little patch of timber is across the road from the bottoms, so I couldn't go look for that. I mean, if I had blood, I could have went in and looked for it, but we lost it so way before the road even. That's what sucks uh, about those little properties. No one thinks about you know, like you got to make a good shot, or it's you know, yeah. You gotta be talking to the neighbors. Yeah, yep, for sure. My dad shot a uh, my dad shot a buck uh, a few years ago on a he- uh, fence row like that. Luckily, it died uh, within the range, but it easily <laughs> the way the blood trail was going, I was like, "Uh oh, the bitch is <laughs> going away." <laughs> right. 
That's because in Illinois, can you retrieve your animal if you like? Say you have a blood trail across the fence, can you go get it? I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I don't know honestly. Oh really? See, in I Iowa, know. you can. You just can't have a weapon with you. Right. So you don't have to ask permission. No. Nope. So if you have blood, you can go. Yep. But we if usually ask permission to be nice. Yeah. And if they say no, it's like, well, I'm that's Buddhist. nice Sorry, about buddy. most of our, um, most of my properties. I know all the neighbors, so I yeah. I always tell them, you know, the season beforehand, we'll be out there hunting. If something runs over, I'll probably be in there. And they're like, oh, yeah, go ahead. They don't care. But legally, you can go across the fence and retrieve your game, they call it. Oh, that's cool. I don't know what Illinois, I don't, I honestly don't know. I just got sent a giant buck on trail cam. From who? I can't, I don't want to say who. (laughs) Stay on the air, man. Come on. <laughs> it's a property that's for sale. Look at this. I'll show you in a minute, Doug. Eric. Oh, my. Gee, many Christmas. Is that a mule deer? No. <laughs> it looks like one. It's a big boy. Um, I know where it's funny when, isn't it cool knowing when people send you stuff, you like, it's like, man, I know we're actively where like a handful of 200 inchers live right now. <laughs> no, nor will I ever get access to hunt them. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's kind of cool. Right. Like, you know guys that have property with big deer like that. It's in, Yeah, it's insane it's nowadays. Like, back growing up, like when you were 16, you had, no one shared pictures. Well, right. Well, you had to different. be at their house to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the 35 millimeter. Yeah. What uh? What's what's the biggest buck you've ever had on cam, Doug? Um, he's got his hog, sick Harley. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> Keep on keeping on. <laughs> Four controls, nice. <laughs> <laughs> With his Nikes on, <laughs> tucked in shirt too. Dude, you hey. got to so you don't get that. You can't get your belly sunburnt when you're riding your Harley. <laughs> uh, the biggest on trail cam, I think, I got is probably like one seventies. Yeah? At your place? Yeah. Oh, like behind the house, huh? No, I don't think that one will go 170, but I used to take a drink of beer, I think. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <drink> <laughs> oh, the buck you have on Lone Wolf Cam? Nah, you don't, I don't think he'll go 170s. That's a big deer, man. I think he's 160, maybe. Cody got interested when we showed him that. Did he? Yeah, he's like, oh, that's a good one. And I guess if he's going to say that. <laughs> that's a good one for how early you got him on camera and he was that big yeah, He's been there. He's been there almost every night. Really? They might have to try for that early October success. Do you know Ooh. him? Like, do you know um, him last year? I'll have to look, but I don't. he doesn't look familiar, really. There's only really one buck that I was looking for from last year, and I haven't seen him yet. So There's he a might, lot of bucks like that at your place, though, that don't come back the next year. Yeah. Dude, I feel like that's me every year, man. That's me every year, because like, my best property I have is by the river bottoms. In my patch of timber, they come up to that, go right back down to the river bottom, and that's the only patch of timber within hmm. seven like, miles. So yeah, they're bored. Just move yeah, on. they just go up here and then they—I don't know. It's weird. What about you, Eric? What's the biggest deer you have on trail cam? Mm, probably like a one sixty-five. Yeah, last four. year. Or was it a different year? No, it was a different year. Hey, whatever happened to that deer, that piebald buck? I don't know. I haven't seen him. I never got him on camera. But I seen him twice on the hoof, and that was hunting last, yeah, last fall is that new farm I got. And he was bedded. I walked in one morning, and right when the sun came up, he was bedded out in the middle of a cut bean field, like smack dab in the middle of it with a doe. How weird. Yeah. 
And then you never the got a time, picture of him. No, never got a picture of him. The next time I seen him on the neighbors walking through the CRP grass. Yeah, it'd be cool as fuck if that deer's still around. Yeah, he's like, his his whole, like, body is brown, but, like, a third way up his neck, his whole neck, head, ears, everything is white. Dude, that would be the coolest shoulder mount of all time. Oh, he, and he's, he's probably, last year he was probably like a, I don't know, 120-inch deer. Is he young? maybe. Yeah, he's young. Really? But we, and then my uncle's seen it, my uncle's hunting the same farm, and he's seen him once. And that's when I found out about him, because I didn't even know he was there. Hey, what's our ETA? Chase is asking. 41 minutes. Um, yeah, I didn't even know he existed. And then my uncle's like, hey, there, have you seen this white deer out here? And we started calling him Q-Tip. Yeah. <laughs> Q-Tip. Yeah. It's a fucking great name. <laughs> it is a great name. <laughs> I hope that deer is around, man. Right. Well, and then the neighbor's ground where all the CRP is, he doesn't let anyone hunt it. It's like 250 acres of CRP and timber, so it's like a sanctuary for all these deer. Because it blew up into like a 150 or something this year, and oh, it'd be insane. But it's just crazy that because I mean, this is that field I sent you guys pictures where there's like 50 deer in the field at one time. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have a single picture of him. It's weird. It's insane. He must not. I mean, he obviously doesn't live there. I don't know. Or he just don't mess around with it. Just a frequent flyer. Because it wasn't like during rut or anything. I think that was like. Dude, my, Wait, I don't know. I the biggest remember. buck I've ever got on camera, going back to that, because you guys failed to ask me. Um, yeah, Peter, what's <laughs> the biggest, big, biggest buck you've ever had on camera? That's um, a great question, Eric. Yeah, thanks That's for asking, man. Yeah, no problem. Um, I think probably 170s as a non-typical, though. Do you have just trash everywhere, or what? Yeah, just like a little, like he was a 6x6, but not, he was typical frame 6x6, but short stubby tines, and he had uh, just kind of kickers and shit all over you know n- nothing like real massive just stuff that would have accumulated oh right add, yeah add up you know but you know i i thought and that was two years ago and i never i never heard nothing after i got one picture like middle of november actually i got two pictures middle of november but he looks young he looks like a three-year-old do you guys ever have that where like you leave your one camera out all winter and stuff and then you go <laughs> you go through the pictures in the spring and it's just like pretty much squirrels running by and snow and then all of a sudden like this 150 inch out of nowhere just pops up yeah and he's gone there's one picture of him dude i hate when you check your camera that you let stagnant because you didn't want to fuck around too much you were busy hunting and you're like dude if i would have checked that camera i would have had i would have known oh yeah known to hunt here yep yeah and yeah. i fucking got late well, i thought you were lazy but you just you thought you were doing the right thing by hunting all oh, right instead of looking at trail cams which you know i've been there multiple times man and it sucks yeah, I mean it's just part of the game. It is. I uh, I checked a trail camera. I got down one time, checked the trail camera, and I look. It was the buck I was hunting. He was in front of the camera ten minutes before I checked it. Oh, damn! And I'm like, God damn it, dude! If I'd have been sitting over here, so what I did was the spot is it's like a. It's so like. Do a, you think you bumped him? No. Ten minutes. No. Because. Um, he came from the open field, and I came from the open field. Oh, really? And it was like, the where it is, it, there's no way I bumped him. I, I, it's just by chance. I would have the way he would have to ran. I would have seen him cut across the field. I came from the other direction, not like opposite of him, but basically, like if he came, he came from the north, and I came way out of the east. Gotcha. In an open field, and I never saw him. I mean, I'm gonna have to take a whiz here pretty soon. 
That's what's great about trail cameras, though. They can mess with your mind like that, too. Like, oh, dude. They can fuck with <laughs> like, you oh, I so been bad. In this stand, so now I'm going to hunt here instead of sticking to your game plan. Of what yeah. you were supposed to do originally. For sure. And then who knows what went by there. <laughs> right. Or you're like, do you ever sit down and you're like, man, I wonder if I got here a half an hour earlier if something walked by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what I did was that that uh, that spot was kind of like that. Like Bucks had come in at random. So I have a stand oh, sitting there right Doug, now. Doug, pull over. I got to take a piss. <laughs> I was a porter potty in the middle of a corn field. <laughs> Hard left. Seed corn, baby. Detasseling. Did you guys ever detassel? Oh, I did it from like when I was 12 to like 14. I did it for four years, I think. Three years. I never did. I did uh, Pioneer. I did it for Pioneer, and we got to ride on the tractors for Pioneer. Like on the machines? Yeah, the machines. That was fucking amazing. We did a little bit of both because some, tr- some farmers didn't want the machines in their fields for I don't know what the reason was. Yeah, you're so just, we're you're we're we're, we're old school in it, like going out there and picking them by hand. No, yeah, I've done that, that a terrible. lot. Done that a lot. It sucks. Nothing about it's fun. No, it's hot and itchy and gross. It's crazy that kids do it. <laughs> like I don't know why. Like thinking back on it. Well, I did it because that was like the, the first actual job you could get when you were like under sixteen. You yeah. Know? Yeah. How's that work? I don't know. Is there some, like, their grandfather did or something because they've been doing it so long? I remember one time we were out, and we were young, and we worked. It was it was at, it was was at a place called Team Corn back in the day. like when Team Corn? We did it, yeah. And I was young, man. And I remember detasseling. We finished this field. I'm like, man, the day's got to be about over. They'd get on the bus. I'm like, oh, cool, we're going home. Take us to another field. <laughs> The crew that was there left, and we finished their field. Oh, really? And I'm like, what the fuck? We get back, and it's dark. And every one of our parents is in the parking lot. Pissed. Screaming fucking pissed. Because <laughs> I don't know what. I don't. It was too long ago to remember. But I remember they're like, hey, yo, there's child labor laws in this state, bro. <laughs> like, you can't work these kids 16 hours. <laughs> 16-hour days. You know? Yeah, get this shit Welcome done, to real you know? life, kid. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fueled off one PB&J that I packed, and I got no food. And, you know? Your water was gone 14 hours ago. Yeah, I had a water and an old all-sport that was gone at fucking 9.30. All-sport? <laughs> used to drink that in hockey all the time. It was the cheapest all shit. Sport. Dude, I had a water jug that I'd fill with all-sport when I detasseled, <laughs> and I would just pour one in there every day, and the the thing, you could never get the smell of all-sport out of it. <laughs> no, it just stuck in there forever. It just stuck in there, yeah. The big blue one, you remember that? Oh, yeah. All-sport. Is that even a thing anymore? I don't think Hell so. Hell no. No way. Hey, you never so. know. Steve would appreciate that reference. He probably would have. Did we still got 40 minutes? 35 minutes? Yeah, it seems like it's taking longer than two hours. Dude, we left my house at like 628. We're on this goddamn... It's about the exact same time. Well, we're on this goddamn two-lane highway. We could be on 80. I know. I'd be going 80 miles per hour instead of 62. You don't ever travel 80? Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't I? Why are we not on 80? This, this is the way the GPS took us. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you knew like a back way because you're like, an, you got, you're from Iowa and stuff. No. Oh, I don't gosh, know. We're, we're still on. Th- we've been on. Dude, Highway 30 goes all the way across Iowa. I hope this podcast is like mildly entertaining because we've literally, we're just road tripping. <laughs> we're just talking. <laughs> just talking about random ass shit. It's kind of nice. It is nice. It's, it's nice kind of refreshing. Not, it's nice not to have an agenda. 
Speaking of big eight-pointers, that buck I shot two years ago, if he would just would have been matched his other side, oh yeah, been like the perfect eight-pointer. What, what was this, G2, 14-something? 17. 17, yeah, 17. Damn, he would have been perfect. Oh, dude, he would have been gigantic. Dude, that was so awesome when he walked up on that thing. <laughs> yeah, I about shit my pants. So, so you had, had no... At the same time. We've talked about this before, but it's been a long time. You had no idea... I didn't even see that four-point side. I saw the five-point side, which is like, I think when I called you guys, it says like, what, 150s maybe, 160? Yeah. Yeah. It said maybe 160. Right. Yeah. And then we walked up on it, and I was like, holy shit. I was, you had to come pick me up. I was hunting a different yeah, zone. Yeah, drive out and get you. Yep. I'm like, all right, just get down. He's like, I want to go look for it. I'm like, no. Come get me. Got away. So I thought I had him a little me. farther back than I did, but I actually smoked him in the lungs. In the cr- you see him go down? No, he like, he went right over the ri- over the ridge a little bit and just piled up Cause there. Because that didn't hear that, him go down, which that is stand weird. was probably like, would you say, thirty or forty yards from the edge of the ridge? Yeah, like where it starts going down. So he he hit the ridge; it would start going down the ridge toward. There's a creek oh. in the bottom. So how far did he run total from like your stand? Like probably a, like eighty yards. Oh, that's pretty far for a double longer. The always. crazy thing was that would we wait an hour maybe. Yeah, an hour, hour and, and a two? half probably. And we get there, and the coyotes already had it had him eaten up. Jeez, man! Yeah, well, didn't you guys bump a coyote off of him? Yeah, yeah. We, I seen one running down in the bottoms there by the creek. It had to have been that one, which I was kind of mad about. But then like, when you think about it, like, all right, so maybe he's got to be right up here, you know? <laughs> and Doug walked past him. Yeah, he's right there. Hey, he's right there. He's well, right the blood, there. like, he took a quick left on me, you know, a little sneaky pucker. He did. That's so weird that deer, like, when they're hurt like that, they'll start jogging. Have you ever noticed that? Like, their brain wants to go one way, their body won't let them. Right. <laughs> That's like that deer I shot. Remember how he kept jumping over the fence? Yeah, and doing, like, he just kept going back shit. and forth to the fence. like, just stay on one side. <laughs> he couldn't decide which way he wanted to go. How much time he wasted looking for blood just because he kept doing that? <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, that was the most, that was the worst night of my life, I think. Which buck was that? I was texting. The uh, buck I shot last year. That we couldn't find. Oh, right. Yeah, me and Eric right. looked for him for like four hours. And then we went back the next day for another yeah. five hours. Slept for like three. Went Dude, those prefab that buildings right there. You see those? Oh, those tiny houses? We got to get one of those for a studio. <laughs> Would it work, you think? Why wouldn't it? It would kind of suck. You'd have to have some power out there with some AC, though. Yeah. Yeah. I just say we get an old camper and just take the wheels off it Fuck and mount it in your yard. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> We'd have to get something, but... Just go all white trash on it? Yeah, why not? Dude. We're Back pretty, to the roots? We're pretty classy, you know? Dude, classy and trashy. Man, I'm I'm pumped up for season now, just chit-chatting. Like, do you think there's big deer around here? Like, there's, like, no timber to be even seen. Dude, there's one hiding somewhere. You think there is? I think so, man. Big one in there somewhere. <laughs> big buck in there somewhere. Isn't, that's that's it, isn't it fun to think about? It's crazy. Like whenever you always see like just certain chunks of property, I'm like, man, I wonder what lives in there. I wish I could just put like a, I wish I could just like have a a sky camera that could just every time something walks through, you see what it is. <laughs> like you like, just had that sense, like Google and like the map of satellite. Yeah, just zoom, zoom, hey, you zoom, remember zoom. Uh, the old deer hunter games on computer? Yes, oh, dude, I still have yeah. it floating around somewhere. Do you remember the cheat code you could put in, and it would just pop you up right next to a giant buck? Yeah, <laughs> like you put the cheat code into where you wouldn't spook deer. And then you put the cheat code in where it would just take you to big deer. And that was crazy up. back in the day because you actually, like, had calls. and You could actually you, hunt them. Yeah, and you had to, like, walk to stands and stuff. Do you remember, like, the very first one where it's, like, a map? And you, like, pick where you want to hunt, and then you just stand there and go back to the map? 
You put a cheat code in and it shows the bucks running around, like their heads. <laughs> and you're like, oh, right there. No, I don't remember that one. I don't that either. was fantastic. That was fantastic. I think like Deer Hunter 3. That was like Windows 2. 98. Yeah, it was like, it was probably Windows 98. I just remember doing that because you actually hunted them and, yeah, I just remember like it'd pop up and there'd be a big buck, you know, and. Me and uh, the one I played though, like you, it was like a cartoon character, and you'd walk through the woods and like find a stand, and you'd get in it, and like say a, like a bear walked by, you click on the bear, and then it'd show up a, like a picture would pop up of a real oh, picture you're of a talking bear. About the very first one, yeah, that game was the rad. Cabela's hunting thing or something. Yes, yeah, that yes. was a great one. That was Except a great for, game. I could have swore my thing was never calibrated on the mouse. Like, <laughs> I never smoked them. I'm like, I'm clicking right <laughs> you there. You missed every time. No, I didn't miss. Just liver, liver hitting them all? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm fucking clicking right there. <laughs> God damn it. That's they should funny. make that game again. I, I got it well, around they did, Like, all the games now, they're just not like that. You just run around and find them and shoot them. Yeah, it's too easy. The last Deer Hunter, it was like Deer Hunter 2014 or something I had. Deer Hunter 86? Yeah. That's a recent... It was like 13 or 14, I think, and me and Bigsby from Team Hang and Bang would sit and drinking beer and see who can shoot the biggest buck. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is that on computer or like Xbox or something? Are these sunflowers uh, right here? What is this? It was on computer, actually, laptop. I don't know what that is. Bell Plane? That's canola, dude. Is this Tulane now? Yeah. No, it's not, damn it. It's been Tulane the whole time. Four lane, sorry. Jesus, Doug, you okay? <laughs> I'm trying to get there, man. Trying to get there in one piece. And hopefully Chase has some food made when we get there. Oh, dude. <laughs> some grub. I think he's going to have the grills rocking. We just walk in. He's just finishing up. You guys good? He's wiping his mouth. <laughs> he's ribs. You guys ready to party? Hopefully he's got those can cookers rocking. That would be dope. Some ribs. Corn. Hey, you had corn in your can cooker, huh? Yeah, it was awesome. I got to try that. Super simple, too. All you did was, like, you shark the corn, obviously, and then... You know those little grates that it came with? Yeah. You put water in there, put the grate in, and then you stand the corn up, like with the big end of the corn down, and you put a stick of butter in there, and then uh, salt and pepper, and then we threw some garlic powder in there, too. It was amazing. I got to try that, dude. Cook it for like 20 minutes. You did wings, didn't you? Kurt? Yeah, I did wings. Sorry, I'm texting about my... I'm supposed to plant food plots on Sunday, so I'm... M- I'm doing out. that Sunday too because we're supposed to get like a half an inch of rain on Monday. Oh fucking right! Uh, what? Oh yeah, I did wings in my can cooker and 25 minutes. I had. Oh, we made a ton of wings. We made two different flavors, like traditional wings. Uh, Sam and I did, and I think 25 minutes, and I had like all you can eat wings. Damn, it was good, man. I was very impressed. I just I winged it. No pun intended. Oh, um, oh, I see what you did there. We just went for it. Zing. You know, there were some recipes online that were like close to what we wanted to do, but nothing for just like straight like you know party. But wings. there's a million recipes out there for that thing. You can make anything in it, man. Like when we first got, I'm like, all right, I'll look up a recipe. I thought there'd be like four. No, there's a million. <laughs> Steve said he did a roast in it the other night. He did. That did look good for I, Steve cooking it. You know. Yeah, I gotta try that. Yeah, I gotta too. give me one of them for my new house. Oh yeah, you people will get you one for Christmas. Yeah, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'm not gonna cook. <laughs> right? Your parents live six gonna, miles down the road. I'm just gonna drink water and not eat. Do you want to get to work? <laughs> you don't drink water when you're at home. Bush lights. All right, all right. There's water in bush light. 
Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we're I'm planting some uh, buck brunch and stuff Sunday, so I'm uh, mapping it out. I'm using Clark's tractor. Are we finally turning? We're finally turning, boys. Holy shit. Hopefully no one else is in front of me. Why, you can take off? <laughs> no. See, that looks like some big buck country up there. Look at that shit. That's what's up. Yeah, this is getting nice. Real Look nice. at this tree line over here. I wish people could see this. Tearing it up, boys. Tearing it up. I got a whiz so bad. Well, should we wrap her up on the podcast? Yeah, we're kind of coming to a... Yeah. That was fun, man. Five minutes away. That was fun. I enjoyed the mobile podcast. Well, I'll basically break this down, pack her up, and get ready to podcast again at Rumble. And we didn't have to listen to Steve for two hours. That was nice, man. Could you imagine? It's cool to have an agenda, no agenda. Yeah, just talk about random shit. I think every road trip we're going to do this shit now. This is fun. It was way better than I thought. It went well. Meanwhile, people are listening like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> they shut it off three minutes in. Yeah. What no, the fuck are these guys talking podcast about? podcast ever. The road trip podcast, nobody heard. <laughs> no one cares. What do you think Steve's goals are? So, he turns 30 uh, in November. Oh, no. Or in October. Is he going to shoot a 30-pound buck? He wants to shoot 130 at least, which I hope he does. I do. I do hope he does. But I just, I don't know, man, like... Like I said on that one podcast, like, dude, I want to root for you, man, but you make it damn near impossible to root for you. He does. You know, I, I hope the best for him. I hope he kills a big buck. I hope that the big buck, giving him shit, you know, we're kidding, but we're not really. Like, I hope that comes to an end type of thing, you know? But really, would it? No, no, definitely yeah. not. But, like, for a while it would. Yeah, probably. I just quit trying. You know well, what I mean? You try and help the guy, and you just... Yeah, he doesn't put he, the he's got in. a new parcel. He says he's putting plots and he's going to hang stands. And you know, I told him is get a custom gear set up. And I will say though, this year he's actually doing shit with his life where he's kind of getting his shit together. Yeah, I mean he's bike riding and all that shit, and he got his into the apprenticeship and all that bullshit. Yeah, I mean he's he's pulling he, his life together. A he's little definitely bit. moving at his own pace. Yeah, but it's sure. uh, progress is better than no progress. One's better than zero. That's a good point. Well, it's true. Let's close her out there, boys. This was fun. This was fun. Look, we got to do it more often. I know it. That's Pass it. the time pretty good. Those are facts. We are going to do this. All right. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.